All right, and once again, this is Brittany Simone with Do You See What I See? And if you don't, let me show you. And this episode has come from the last episode, and it was an idea that came to me. And and if you are listening and you hear that noise in the background, I am outside. I'm enjoying some fresh air. The wind is blowing, and it's a lot of things that's going on around me, so excuse the background noise. I like being outside. I love fresh air and I love getting some sun because of course the sun has vitamin D and of course being of course an African American lady <laughs> a little more time outside gives me a little more vitamin D because of the melanin in my skin but I love it because it you know it brings my skin to this wonderful beautiful you know almost dark chocolate color I'm not quite there yet but uh, a little close but I love it and it's beautiful and it also does some amazing things for my hair and so just to get back on <laughs> to the topic and the reason why I'm, you know, podcasting today, I should say, is looking at the definition of labor and the new definition of labor. Because of pandemic, we are seeing the labor market shift, specifically in human labor. We are seeing more jobs being lost to automation. We are seeing more, lo- more jobs lost to artificial intelligence. We are seeing more jobs being lost to individual labor, meaning DoorDash, and I'm a big fan of Instacart. I can't wait, you know, just looking and hoping and praying that Instacart does what DoorDash and, you know, Uber did and goes public. (laughs) Because I definitely, definitely love it. I'm a big fan of Uber, and uh, I think I might do an episode about my, my thoughts on Uber a little later as well. But, you know, what happens if labor is no longer human labor, but it becomes artificial, robotic, automated labor? And we start seeing that the labor markets will be less of human production and more of robotic production. Because with robotic production, they can produce more. Their energy that they need is just from a socket, whereas our energy is needed from coffee for some. I know for me, my energy comes from fruit and vegetables and getting my heart rate up. I love working out and robots and lines of code algorithms. They don't really need any break. They just need a simple update. They just need a simple revision to their code and their line and maybe a different look to aesthetics. You know, the robot does not have to worry about sweating at the job and letting off a smell They don't have to worry about odors. The most that they let off like humans let off is heat and sound and noise. They are being created to have the fluidity in their limbs like humans. So what happens to the definition of labor when we come out of the pandemic? What if some of these companies are saying, we have been so used to just being able to tell the robot, do this and no questions asked. Because of course, as humans, we have that free will of, I don't want to. Well, robots don't go on strikes. Last time I checked, Siri is not going to tell you I don't want to. She may tell you I'm not capable of or I can't. That's only because she hasn't been told how to. And I know recently with my MacBook Air, when there is an issue in the background, my Mac and my Siri would say, well, excuse me, Mel needs your attention. And I was like, what the did that just say what I think it just said? 
And I just kept on typing my paper for class. And next thing I know, the notification came up again and it said, excuse me, Mel needs your attention. And I'm like, oh my God, my computer just talked to me like a human would say, excuse me, but I need you to do this for me. Excuse me, I need you to answer this question, excuse me. And I thought it was pretty neat and pretty cool that Siri has that line of code and that interpretation of being able to just say, excuse me. Because the computer is so smart now that it notices that I am either at work doing what it is that I'm doing on my laptop or I'm not near my laptop. Siri now has the capability of getting my attention, not just with a notification that comes up on the screen that I can turn off. It actually begins to say it on its own when I ignore a notification. It says, excuse me. And that just blew me for a loop. I know some people are like, oh my God, look at these computers, blah, 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 blah. But for me, I was like, that's fascinating that my laptop has the ability to look at my actions and notice that I'm either absent or away from my computer, <coughs> excuse me, or I'm working so much on what I need to do that it's probably saying, look, if you don't address this issue with mail and send this email, you might not send it to the person you need to in enough time. If you don't address this situation, you are taking up some of the memory and some of the speed on your laptop because this mail is going to stay open until you close it, until you solve this problem. What, what if we can start adding the definition of labor to mechanical labor, automotive labor? What if the labor market becomes so comprised of artificial intelligence that we see the labor market turn on its head towards 80% computers and 20% humans? What if that happens? And so what happens to the labor market with more technology coming in? <clears throat> what if our, excuse me, what if our labor market turns into robotics and it no longer includes more human labor only because <clears throat> it's a lot of jobs that can be filled by a robot there's a job that could be filled by a robot to flip a burger to make a martini to make a coffee to deliver your packages i know i read an article where fedex is <clears throat> excuse me fedex is you know creating this technology to where their fleet of trucks will just drop off the package at your home. I know Tesla was working on something, and I need to go back and look at it so that I can be more accurate with my information. They were working on electric semi-trucks that was geared and contracted to go to Walmart. Like, what happens with that? I know here in Michigan, with the automated and the self-driving cars, they were doing that with semi-trucks to where there's one attached to another and it's driving itself. Like what if that becomes every part of it to where all you have is a human just sitting there making sure that if something messes up, because of course like technology, there's these anomalies, there are these issues and these glitches that can happen in a system where the human has to go and say, okay, wait a minute, we need to reduce the arm length of this robot to three inches instead of four and a half because it's now flipping the burger too high or it's flipping the burger too far or it's not flipping at all because the joint isn't created to go as 
many degrees down, but it's, you know, programmed to go a certain amount of degrees up and it's missing. <clears throat> like, what if that is where we're going? We already see it with the phones because right now companies are pushing you towards chat, which you do have humans on the other side of the chat, which I don't think that's going to go anywhere. But you still have humans who get irritated having to work chat. You get, you still have humans who get irritated, and it's like they're forcing you to go here because they don't want to do their jobs. Yet you have people who love the fact that they get to interact with the human. I know with me, I've had so many people that love it, and it's almost like I can just hear them in their voice that they're they've been wishing to have some in, human interaction because people are not really wanting to talk to them now. They'd rather go through the chat. They'd rather go online. They'd rather just go through the FAQs or the bot was able to answer the question before you actually got to a person. So what if we begin to see the labor and the people that are in the market begin to change? We have robots that can plant flowers and pull up flowers and fruits and vegetables. Like, What if they begin to examine the fruit instead of actual people? How much more accurate are they? Does it make it better because they're more accurate? Or are there some inconsistencies that still need human interaction, human touch, and human eyeballs? And who's to say that that robot does not have human eyeballs sitting in an office somewhere, just like they do with surgery? So what if we begin to see a big change in how labor is done in the world because after the pandemic, companies are saying, okay, it's safe for you to come out without a mask on, but we just want you to shop. We, I really don't need you here in this office anymore because what you do has been replaced. Will the outsourcing now become to robots and not foreign countries? So what's gonna happen to the definition of labor when the pandemic is all said and done? What's going to happen to a lot of things that's been standing here as the giants? Because giants do fall. What happens to all of these areas that's had giants that decided not to shift to technology and become just a teensy bit smaller as far as their footprint? And they're still trying to hold on to the old way of production when it's so simple that all you have to do is go into work, flip a light switch, press a button, sit down, and just monitor the work because it's easier to monitor robotic workers than it is regular workers we won't have to worry about a robot peeing in your cornflakes as it goes down the conveyor belt we won't have to worry about a robot putting his semen on your burger and you think you're licking tartar sauce when really you're licking someone's semen and then you end up with hepatitis because that has happened if you're listening to this google it there was a time when i had a burger from McDonald's and it had plastic in it. There has been people who eaten burgers and it had a condom in the burger with semen in it. Like that's nasty. You don't have to worry about that with robots. You don't have to worry about pissing off that robot and that robot spitting in your food. Or if you've seen the movie that I've seen, you don't have to worry about pissing off the person who's making your pancakes and next thing you know, your pancake is wrapped around their genitals and when they bring it to your table, you thinking that it's just so good and they use a different recipe. No, that's ball juice. <laughs> but 
Like it sounds funny, but think about it. That happens on a regular basis. You won't have to worry about that. How small would a waste contingency be in restaurants and in businesses? How small will waste contingencies be in retail? Because you don't have to worry about that robot snatching that Gucci bag because it wasn't programmed to do so. But you can program that robot to see when somebody's about to snatch that Gucci bag and they will act quicker and more humane than humans because the human might just suplex you on the ground just because you grabbed the bag whereas the human who created that robot will create that robot to just wrap onto your arm and not let go until you you know are detained by an actual human or handcuffed like what happens to the police department where they start using non-lethal weapons what happens to the gun manufacturers what if they need to pivot to non-lethal weapons and create something that's still mechanical and made with iron and brass, but it does not kill you if you are hit with it. So, what happens to the definition of a lot of these things that we call labor when all said is done? When it's all said and done, what happens? Will we see the same? Or will it be something completely different and we'll be coming out into a world that looks different. I'm big in spirituality. And I know that Noah and his family, when he came out of that ark, they were seeing a whole new world. So what happens when we come out of our arcs, which is our homes, and behind our mask? What kind of world will we see? And who will be left standing? Because there's a lot of people that are still fighting new. And there's a lot of people that's running into it head on, like me especially using this platform called Anchor. Because there are people who are still doing podcasts the old way. Whereas you can come right here to Anchor and so get on and make a podcast just when you feel like it. There's even a way where you can have subscribers to where they subscribe to a monthly fee or I have to look at the information more to be more specific and give you clarity and accurate information. But if you have people that listen monthly, continuously, you are getting a payment from that. Who would have thought that that's what it is? Who would have thought that you can get on your phone and create a radio episode? No one. But the makers at Anchor, of course. So, what will the definition of the labor market and work and the economy look like when all is said and done? And of course, this is Brittany Simone with Do You See What I See? And if you don't, let me show you.